0: It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. So hello and welcome to this episode. Of the podcast. This is one of our live lunch episodes. Um, this week on the live lunch, we were really pleased to have Paul Green join us. Now, you may have heard us talk about our resident stalker in previous episodes, and that is the Paul Green from um, the, an organisation called the Business Community. So, the Business Community is a local networking group in our area in sort of sunny Northamptonshire. Um, and yeah, Paul joined us and just talk we just chatted about networking in general kind of the shift to online networking versus the kind of more traditional face-to-face breakfast or or lunch meeting um and as always there were there were a few um a few few sort of nuggets of wisdom that came out in that conversation so um dive in and i really hope you enjoy this one say hello to facebook because we're now live um, so we are really pleased to have our resident stalker joining us today. So hi, Paul from the business community. Hi um, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, are you, are you ready? Are you prepared?
1: I, I didn't know how to prepare to be honest. Um, I just thought I'd just dive in and see what happens. But who would let a stalker in the house? That's why I don't get.
0: <laughs> we, we like to do to be a bit different. What can I say? What can I Live say? on the edge. <laughs> so um, it's been quite an exciting week um, because Pam you've, um, you've done something new this week haven't you do you want to share with the class?
2: <laughs> yeah I um, hosted my first uh, virtual networking group yesterday morning in Daventry the Daventry one
0: Woo-hoo! which is
2: I think one of, one of the more popular ones in the business community
1: so, the, yeah, there's the a compliment in there somewhere, I know.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so that was my, yeah, my first uh, turn at ever doing anything like that. I've never done anything like that before, so it was a big step and it was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, you
1: did very well.
0: Thank you. So, um, obviously, you were there and Paul was there, and the, the, the rest of us weren't, um, but we understand that um, you, you've got a new nickname.
2: Yeah, I did get a new nickname, only because somebody couldn't see properly, (laughs) I just like
0: to stress.
2: So yeah, so one of the guys that the group saw, I had, I don't have it today, but I had my um, green umbrella banner behind me and it had the word goodies on it and Russell thought it said goddess. So he thought he would said that I was the social media goddess and that I had that written in a banner behind me. <laughs> so that became my new nickname yesterday. Yes, I quite like
3: that, Pam. I think I quite it's several like steps from Pinot Pam.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's several steps up from Pinot Pam. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sticking with that one. Pinot Pam's gone. <laughs>
3: you know social media goddess
2: is in all <laughs> right Pino no pam long live social media goddess <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um one of the reasons that we were sort of keen to bring paul on this week in particular knowing that pam was going to do that um is the fact that so many of these kind of in real life events have gone online and um and especially when it comes to networking experiences I think there's, um, there's some big differences in terms of the quality of the networking experience, sort of the, the, how those meetings are run and, and that sort of stuff. So um, I think probably, guys, we've got some questions we can shoot to Paul and make him really uncomfortable and you know, all that sort of stuff.
1: Give it your best shot, come on.
0: Yes, I have a
3: question, I'll go first today. Feeling confident in class. (laughs) My question is... Don't scare me, Evelyn. I won't, promise. Do you have any top tips for business owners who are new or that are new to networking?
1: I do, yeah. Um, Because I think particularly for new business owners now or people new to networking, now's a great time to try it out. Because I appreciate in the physical world the idea of coming along to a room full of people is quite a scary thing for... um, uh, any business really i remember you know when i first did my first ever network group you know centuries ago um it was quite i was quite nervous about it whereas i think now we're online i think there's 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 hopefully less fear because you know you're not coming into a room of people you're coming into a screen of people and if you don't like it you can all sort of like click out but what what i would say is 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 just you know be yourself uh, have a little bit of fun about it. You know, try not to get too anxious about it because everybody in the room, either the physical room or virtual room, has been where you are at some point. They all would have had to do their first networking group at some point. So I think it's just—it's like a muscle you need to develop, I think. It's just try it out. Um, uh, there's lots of different styles of networking. Um, uh, so, you know, it's a whole range of different things for people to try. Um, and you just need to try and, f- try and find the style that works for you. Um, so, yeah, all I'd say is give it a go. Uh, be yourself. Um, do a little bit of prep, I would say. Um, if, if it's one of these networking groups where you have to do an introduction, um, then, you know, write that down uh, because there's nothing worse than it coming to you and you start to fluff your words. Um, and that makes you more nervous and more conscious and it's just a sort of a spiral from there. Um, so I would say, you know, there's no nothing wrong with writing down your um, introduction, um, uh, particularly in the first time round and just read it out, you know, so you're clear on what you want to say.
3: Yeah, I think that's a good tip, actually, because that's definitely something that I would be most nervous about if I was going. I think I'd be OK with the room of people, but... Mm. Actually standing up in front of everyone with everyone staring at me, I'd be so nervous, yeah, <laughs> especially at first.
1: Yeah, and again, in some meetings, you know, you, you're advised to stand up. Um, in my yeah. meetings, don't have that. It's entirely up your choice. You right. know, stand, stand up. It's entirely up to you. Um, um, and you know, hopefully, most groups are, are nurturing for new people because if you run a group, you want people to come back, don't you? So you don't want them to feel, um, you know, uh, anxious or. Um, uh, you know leave the meeting thinking that's the worst thing they'd ever done so you know i'd like to think that any groups would welcome a new person make them feel at home um uh, also i try not to come i've made a couple of mistakes in the past but i try not to come to the new people first to do the introduction um, so you know i give a few people that are regulars the chance to do it um, so people get so the new people get the idea of how it works um, so there's nothing worse than you know you just being first up and sometimes yeah. I've made the mistakes, I've not looked at the room, and, you know, I've got to my left or something, and the new person is second, which, you know, might be a little bit uh, intimidating to sort of be first or second up in a, in a new group. So, yeah, yeah, it's just about that, you know, e- ease them in, I guess.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea.
0: So what do you reckon, Emily, we're going to send you next week then?
3: You can send yeah, the I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> 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 I was thinking in the back of my head, I was like, I've got to be careful about what I say is. <laughs> because Christina's going to make me go. <laughs>
1: oh, Emily, Emily seems really comfortable in this environment. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a superb time to try it out because, you know, there's, there's lots of no-cost networking groups out there now. Um, and and if, they're, if they're payful, which, you know, my, my primary ones are, then it's still low, low cost to, you know, five or six pounds for most ones that are charging. That's yeah. uh, a great time, you know, just to try it out and try out the free ones, you know, try out those first
3: yeah i think um what you were saying as well paul about the online thing i think it was an interesting point because before i think the online thing probably would have made me slightly more nervous but now that i'm so used to going on online meetings and obviously doing this every week i'd actually probably feel more confident online so that's definitely changed for me recently i think um i i guess it's just what you get used to though isn't it i think if i'd got in if i was sort of like Pam is sort of going to networking all the time to to begin with and you get into that but now if I had to choose I would choose online I think first to begin with anyway as I grow my confidence.
2: (laughs) Shall we send you the virtual free link for Friday? I'm not not sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> actually, it actually leads on quite nicely to my question, actually, if that's okay, Paul, which was how have you found moving online? Have there been any massive challenges or has it gone quite smoothly? And has everyone been up for it?
1: Well, it was, it was a steep learning curve um, in the early days, as you can imagine, because literally all the logistics behind moving from physical meetings to Zoom meetings. <clears throat> so I had to learn Zoom. I didn't know how to properly uh, learn Zoom. Uh, and the evidence is that is we had a few Zoom bombers in the early days. Uh, because i've not ticked all the right boxes to sort of make it secure but now all the, all the meetings since that since the first two weeks has been fine so yeah so it was it was that early learning curve um uh, then because i'm lucky you know I pam is an example people leave the groups for me then i then had to train them on zoom as well and get them confident so the first sort of two or three weeks was a bit of a you know sort of long hours i guess sort of getting it but what i found is is uh, most have adapted to it. It's, it's not, the same, as Christine and such, it's not the same as face-to-face networking, uh, but I think people have adapted and, and some quite like the elements of, of Zoom that are there. So it's just, it's just a new way of networking uh, at the moment in the absence of physical <clears throat> um, meetings. So from that point of view, um, yeah, I, th- I think it, I think it works for most. I do wonder whether people are gonna get a little bit zoomed out and the numbers might start to dwindle a little bit. But without the geographic constraints, what I've noticed for my groups is, is people are joining into other, you know, inverted commas geographic locations because, you know, they're not going to travel two hours to a meeting, uh, morning meeting, but roll out of bed, you know, brush your hair, get a cup of coffee. You're there, aren't you? So, yes, I've been, I've been lucky that the numbers have increased for most of the, uh, 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 the groups that I, that I run because people are coming in from other geographic areas that wouldn't normally come to those meetings.
2: I suppose we're lucky as well that we have this technology. A few years ago, that would be it, wouldn't it? You just couldn't do anything.
1: Well, I did have an idea last year to do to, to do virtual networking, but I'm sure had I mentioned it then, people would have said, oh, you'll never do it. You know, you can't do face-to-face meetings. It's absolutely ridiculous. And now there's tens of millions of people doing it, and it's something that I'll continue even when we're back. Uh, physical venues I think there's some mileage in it for the reasons that I mentioned you know the geography goes away uh, people haven't got travel costs and travel expenses Uh, once they're finished they're straight back into their office you know they're not going to travel back home there's lots of benefits of it um, and your money potentially goes further because you know the the meetings are lower cost because you've not got the venue overhead
0: yeah that's true I think there's a, a big shift in the way it's seen from an efficiency perspective as well because there is a at the end of the meeting, there's a hard stop. You know, it, it's not like, you know, the the, the in real life experience is the meeting ends and people kind of, you know, people hang around. And so actually it might finish at half nine, ten o'clock, but there's actually another 30 minutes before you've left the building. Whereas with the online experience, it is kind of it's a hard stop. And if you want to continue the conversation, it actually makes that segue into the social media piece quite easy and it gives you that reason to reach out to someone through a linkedin message or whatever to carry on the conversation there so i think it's kind of it's almost made that follow-up piece a bit easier as well
1: i, th- I think that's the bit that people say they miss they miss the preamble of a meeting and the postamble, if that's a word well it is now i guess um uh, because you haven't got that that bit but what i find is is people are using the chat to sort of do that so, if you're on Zoom, when people are coming along, you know, if the meeting hasn't formally started, then you can either chat in, chat to individuals or chat to everyone. So, some people are using that as a little bit of a preamble. Of course, you get people sort of like talking when they're, when they're waiting. It's quite difficult on Zoom because only one person can talk at any given time. And if two people are in a conversation, 28 people are listening, you know, it's not exactly much fun for the 28 that are just listening to two people having a chat. Tasty. And what
3: they're talking about, Paul. To, it might be quite good there has, there has <laughs> been some fun conversations if they're talking about trending
2: products then, yeah i'm uh, there <laughs> they, they do tend to stray off in a completely random direction you kind of go hmm.
0: <laughs> they were quite funny sometimes those chats I'm really nervous about using the chat feature when I'm in a meeting on zoom. So I, I was, um, in a, in a meeting a few weeks ago and there there were probably about 30 people on the meeting and there's some people that don't seem to notice that there's 30 people on the screen. So like doing the intros, like I, I'd been really, really, like really quick, like maybe 10 seconds. And then there was another person that was like, they just didn't seem to stop with their introduction, there's like 30 people on the call. And uh, I was getting private messages from other people in the meeting going like, oh my God, is she gonna shut up? <laughs> and I was like, I can't respond because if I respond, I know I'm going to, even though it's there really clearly, you're you're responding to everyone, or you're responding privately to someone. I'm that person that's gonna get it wrong in that scenario and drop those balls you. and it totally embarrassed myself. So, yeah, that whole live chat thing really, really scares me. So it I... sometimes
1: happens the other way around. Like, I've private messaged people and they've mentioned it in the public domain on the Zoom call. I'm thinking, well, that was a waste of time doing that private. But <laughs> 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 uh, you know, enough, it was nothing too, you know, <laughs> or, or that. that but obviously, you know, because you're just looking in the chat, sometimes you don't notice it's maybe a private message. Um so yeah, so you yeah, you have gotta be careful. You have gotta be careful when you're doing it, and it can get quite complicated. There's quite a few yeah. people on there. You've got four or five people private messaging, then you've got the all the everyone, then trying to manage all that, you know, can get a bit uh, get a bit hectic.
2: Yeah.
1: I was getting like that yesterday
2: when like Paul was messaging in the, the private message, they sort of like, you know, next you know, the next thing and <laughs> there was other people in the group that were messaging and I was just going hang on have I, have I missed a message from paul <laughs> just, it's like so you're concentrating on the screen but concentrating on the chat at the same time it's a bit of multitasking there isn't there
1: it is it is but so that's been the whole learning curve with zoom really mm. is just learning how to use some of the features and um you know make it work so I, I didn't think i have one-to-one sessions in in my groups and i didn't think initially that i'd be able to do that i thought i'd have to drop that from the agenda uh, but I think it was uh, uh, John Scotcher who was quite useful in the early days, sort of letting me know about what Zoom could do, because so he was more familiar. And I didn't realise the breakout rooms were there, so that that's great. You know, that's that's that being able to do those now, and people quite like it. Whereas in the world, you're calling out the names of the person you're with. Now you press a button, and you don't patient of you know whether you're going to be happy or sad about who you've been paired up with. <laughs> it's like the highlight of you go or low or low again, and who ends up with. John um, John John Scott is online and he says, "Don't worry about embarrassing yourself at networking. Just go for it, basically." Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. I think I would definitely <laughs> I, <laughs> don't I don't think you would, Emily. I don't think you would. Moved.
3: I would. No, I don't think sometimes you if I get nervous, I say silly things, and then I look back and I think, "When earth
0: did I say that?"
2: <laughs> I always do that. I think everybody does not. Everybody, not do that at some <laughs>
0: point. Emily's always saying silly things. Full stop.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of silly things if anyone just saw me pull a really weird face it's because a wasp came literally right in front of me i didn't want to mention it because i'm really scared mark's going to make it into a gif because i literally
2: (laughs) 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 went
1: i must have been looking away at the facebook feed at that point so thanks um, you can send me the video later christina that'd be brilliant
3: that's what happened (laughs) (laughs) prime example of silly things that emily says
1: (laughs) You've just stitched yourself up with that one.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. So Mark, you used to do a lot of networking, but not so much since we sort of hid you away in a world of websites. But have you um have you done any online networking meetings? I don't think you have, have
3: you? No, I, I think to be honest, one of the last ones I went to was one of the old NN Connect ones before it was Fizcom and that's probably quite a few years ago now. So yeah, no, I've been h-
1: hidden away. Not not allowed out anymore, Paul. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Mark was one of the first people to come to my launch in, in Daventry many years ago. Uh, yeah. i invited a couple of people along as, uh, as well. So, yes, yeah, so he, he contributed to the start of the Daventry uh, uh, meeting. So, thanks for that.
3: Yeah. No, no,
1: I mean, it was, it was always good when he did used to come. But, yeah, it's just time, time has gotten in the way of things, really, for the, for the last little while. But, yeah, always good.
3: Always I good to like catch it. up
1: with people.
2: And I was—I was like when I first started, going, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, no Mark!" <laughs> everyone, knows, everyone knows Mark, and I was like, "Is Mark still there?" Yeah, yeah, Mark. <laughs> Tell him I say hi. <laughs> Constantly coming back with a list of people going, eh, "Mark, such and such said hi." <laughs> <laughs>
1: everyone knows Mark. That was that was the years of networking before that.
0: Mm. So. Um, yeah, so previously the business community was NN Connect and you've sort of recently been through this sort of rebrand, reinvention, really like looked at the values of, of the community. And I think that's that's worked really successfully, hasn't it? I know there's there's a few kind of um, there's a few people that will drop in the previous name, um, not because they don't get it, but just to get a rise out of you. But,
1: well, we a fine for that now. So I think Chris Lambert is up to about £70 he owes me for mentioning Connect. So, yeah, we decided to go through a, a rebrand for a number of reasons. Connect was being used by other networking groups. So, for example, FSB, you know, large organisation, decided to rebrand their network with FSB Connect. So I just thought it was time to, to get away from the Connect And then also, um, when you go to a new area, uh, you're just another bloody networking group trying to, you know get a foot in the door. Um, so, partly the reason for losing networking was to really approach new areas more from the business support side. So, you know, within the business community, we've got free workshops, we've got, for younger businesses, we get offer a free mentor, uh, we've got like an Ask the Expert, uh, little things like that, which are more business support led rather than networking. And networking is sort of the foundation for it. So, um, uh, Kevin, your hubby, uh, basically helped me on the journey. Um, uh, looking at, if you like, my story. It's essentially because you thought I've got a crap social media presence and the message wasn't getting out there, I think, were his terms. He's probably on now, he'll probably comment. But, yeah, it was it was just, it was quite a scary thing to do, um, you know, to lose one brand, if you like, which I think was fairly well known and totally change it. But it's been, it's been well received and we decided to use the hashtag buzzcom and people are now starting to use that. And I haven't really heard anybody use... Uh, connect or any connect other in the context of looking back you know they're, they're not making mistakes anymore so, so I'm glad that it's, it's sort of eventually um, uh, got into the into the minds of people and they're, they're, they're recognizing it as the new brand
0: yeah I, I think you've done a really good job of establishing that that change in the brand and, and having everyone engage with that in the way that they have in such a short period of time because it is, I mean, when was the rebrand? I'm just trying to think when the launch we
1: was. Did it, we did it about this
0: year, wasn't it? it, was this yeah, we, year.
1: Did it we did yeah. it in February, about a month before lockdown. So, uh, yeah, so we had a little event. Uh, and as you know, we also, I also put a book together uh, to sort of coincide with that, the Small Business Toolkit, which again was a compilation of uh, articles from different people on different areas of uh, business. Um, uh, so that coincided with the mm. branding as well. So we give that away as a freebie to... Uh, people and again it's around helping businesses um, uh, be successful particularly in the current climate you know we did some webinars early on as well just again to get the message out there around sales and marketing finance about sort of how to help people help people through that so the fundamentals are sort of like collaboration and support really that's the foundation of of the business community and that's what we're trying to do for you know businesses new and, and more established ones
0: yeah, I think um, one of the sort of obviously you're talking to other members of the community and, uh, you know, Pam goes to the meetings far more often than I do. Um, but, you know, I, I still have contacts with other people that, that attend and the, the conversation around it is always very much about that support feature, if you like, but that actually occurs very naturally within the community. Um, but I think it's also really good that you have things like the mentorship um, available to people that, that that want to engage with that as well so I mean do do people use it do people engage?
1: Yeah I think there's about a dozen uh, pairings at the moment of people and it's, it's other Buscom members that are offering their support free to sort of newer members which I think is great you know to, for people that have been on the small business journey you know we've all made cock-ups along the way it's it's peaks and troughs it's not as perfect as a lot of people think when they they dive into a, a starting this small business. So really if the if the more mature businesses can make sure the younger businesses don't make the same mistakes, then that's going to have them be, you know, better at what they do. So that's that's really the idea. And I've just been lucky that 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 people have offered to do that. You know, even from the point of view of people offering to run the groups for me, you know, Pam's not getting any payment for, for doing that. She's just getting the free meeting, you know, when she runs them. So it's 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 that type of thing and when we came up with the name so we, we hadn't didn't really have a name you know when we we're thinking about it and driving over to meet up with kevin uh, i just came up with the business community because i sort of felt that's what it was and when i first mentioned that he wasn't very impressed he thought it was a bit naff um but then you know being a creative sort you know what he's like it's sort of a, eventually sort of like filtered through his brain uh, and he started to think about how you know how we could market it how we use it so after about half an hour, he convinced himself it was okay, um, uh, and yeah, it's nothing special about the name. I just think it captures uh, what it is, and we've just trademarked the uh, logo. Actually, that just came through a few weeks ago, so that's all good as well. So,
2: I would I would agree with what you say. It, it does it's, <laughs> it does exactly what it says on the tin. It is the business community, and I mean, I've been to other networking groups, but. Um, I would say the one thing that stands out about the business community is that it, it is very much a community. And I can't even stress how much the support that's within that group. It, I mean, there's like real friendships grow through through that networking group. And I don't think I've ever had that in any other networking group
1: before. You she, she, she went to other networking groups
2: in the past not recently <laughs> oh, I, no i actually oh, no i have in the last 12 months i've gone to one other but i don't i, I, I think that talking. might be a swear word so i won't say it i'm looking,
1: I'm looking for a new group leader in Daventry.
3: <laughs> no don't replace me <laughs> you're doing so well
2: i do think there's there's genuine um support within the within that business community that's what I was trying to say on a very and, and that is actually on a serious note it, there is there is good proper support and no one has any agenda which is refreshing I would say I don't know if that was kind of like what you set out to do when you grew into business community but that's certainly what's come out of it
1: well well uh, it sounded a bit like the Kevin show but he, he asked me to um come up with three words that I felt describe my business and I recommend this to anybody listening you know just think about what three words might describe your business uh not not a phrase just sort of three separate words can be a phrase it's easier um and so I thought to them but I cheated a little bit and I thought I'll go to about half a dozen uh of my members and ask them what three words they think it would be and there was this common thread of support and collaboration fun was in there a community was in there so I think that's a great way of just understanding how people perceive your business because brand isn't just the logo it's your values and how people you know perceive your business so I think that was quite a useful uh, exercise to do and it's quite um uh, rewarding I guess that people were feeling the same were coming up with the same types of words there was nothing that was that diverse that that uh, you know I thought oh, that's a bit weird you know we're not that so, yes, yeah, so it's, it's just, you know, any business probably has its values that, that people perceive them for, yet, yet we probably don't think about values that much when we're positioning our business or talking about our business. It's more about, you know, what we do and how we do it and that sort of stuff, whereas maybe some of the softer elements of a business are important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you
0: know, it, it ties into something else that um, I, I was talking to someone this week who... They have unfortunately been made redundant, and they're now looking to set up in business on their own and um, you know they're looking at business names and that kind of thing and that initially what they'd come into the meeting with was essentially a, a business in their own name mm-hmm. um, and I kind of said, sort of, well you know it, if it was like you know Christina Robinson marketing, actually that becomes something that's quite tricky to sell in the future, but it also doesn't actually re it doesn't send any messages it doesn't reinforce anything there's no story behind it and um and i think it's really important when you're thinking about business names that you are either like i say you're kind of including your values or or something that sort of you know signals what your values are or something where you do have a story behind it, it is really essential, especially when you think about, I mean, I always think when people going into business, you always need to be thinking, actually, what's gonna happen at the end? What's, what's my exit going to be? Yeah, yeah. It's something you're gonna be able to sell or pass on or whatever in the future.
1: Uh, the, the, the other thing I think is why you're in business. So Simon Sinek uh, uh, talks a lot about that. I think his first book was about uh, you know your why. Uh, and your why is a great, great way of distinguishing yourself as a business. You know, the actual the actual reason that you're in business, again it's starting to get to the emotional connection of your business. So and also, you know, from from people's introductions, I think if you can build that in and start to connect with people, because people buy on an emotional level at the end of the day. So if you want them to engage with you, you know, the really or the more real you can be with them, I think that you'll get to that connection more quickly. So, you know, it's, it's just think about or read Simon Sinek's book and sort of, uh, you know, look at what your why of being, why you're in business and look at how you can build that into your marketing.
0: Yeah, it's a great book. So Start With Why um, is a fantastic book, um, but he then also did a follow up, um, which was Find Your Why, which I don't know if you've ever read that, but it actually goes, it goes deep dive into identifying what your why is and actually it it also kind of maps out how you can get someone else to work with you if you're struggling to figure it out yourself to ask you the right questions to discover it um so that again definitely i definitely look at those two books in tandem um and then take those learnings and implement that across your marketing strategy as well so it comes into your social media content it comes into your um, your blog content, the videos you're creating, and you know, and in, into all those business conversations that that you have. Um, one of the things that I know in the early days when Pam was um, going to the, the, the meetings with you, um, and then looking at sort of you know what follow up looks like for those meetings, arranging one to ones, that sort of stuff. Is there? Any particular advice you would give in terms of that side of it, making sure you're doing the right one-to-ones or you're doing them for the right reasons?
1: Yeah, I I think the mistake that a lot of people make networking generally is they just see the meeting as being the the primary focus. Um, uh, But it's not just about the meeting. You know, we touched on it earlier, the preamble and postamble. That's quite important for, for most uh, uh, people because you know you're outside the if a meeting has an agenda you're outside of that uh you know your own free agent but but also i think a lot of people don't do one-to-ones outside the meeting we have a one-to-one in the meeting more the practice more than anything just for people get to used to to sort of having a, a one-to-one meeting but yeah i think people should be looking at one-to-ones and you're looking at um you know who who firstly who would be great referral partners because I think that's really what networking is about. You know, you might not have clients in the room, uh, but there's there's certainly gonna be people in the room that are connected with the same target market that you're looking at. So yeah, it's having referrals, it's having one-to-one with people like that. There may be potential clients in there, so it's sort of trying to work out, you know, are they your target market? But again, it's not about selling, it's just about developing the relationship. And it's, you know, networking isn't a quick fix. No, marketing is really a quick fix, but networking does take time. And, I, you know, when I say that to people, I say, well, you're bound to say that. You're in a networking group, don't you? So, you know, you, you're going to tell people they've got to come for three to six months before they get any value. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it's true. You know, you're not instantly going to connect with someone the minute you walk in the room. Um, and again, it's also relative to what you sell. If you're a flower seller, you might get, you know, a bunch of flowers bought on your first meetings. It's, it's a, it's a low-risk item. Whereas if you're selling a 10 grand coaching programme, you know, that's going to take a while for people to, to understand. So, yeah, it's just just think about the people that, that, that are going to contribute to your business in line with your clients, in line with your referral uh, partners. Um, because in the early days when I started, you know, I'd have a cup of coffee with everybody. I uh, thought that was the right thing to do. Um, and, you know, time's the only thing you can't get back so if you have a crap one-to-one with somebody, you know, it's sort of your fault, but that hour's gone, isn't it? You know, and, and the travel time in the physical world. So yeah, you, you have to learn to sort of say no to an extent that that, that maybe, you know, you're, you're not the right person. Now, you have to find your own way of doing that because, you know, it's not easy to sort of reject somebody. What I usually do is, is if, if I'm in that situation now, is I say, I don't think I'm the right person to speak to. Um, go and waste Christina's time. No, I don't say that. I say, uh, you know, go and go, go have a chat with, I'd still try and add value, if that makes sense, because I know it's just going to be a waste of time for them as much for me. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's just trying to have that balance, really. In the early days, it's practice, you know, and and, and and getting to know how one-to-ones work, and also I'd say limit them in terms of time. You know, I could, like, early days, you know, I could spend three hours doing a one-to-one, which, you know, you don't really spend that, amount of time. I don't know why I did that. It's just because I thought that was the right thing to do. So, you know, do do limit them and have a, a, you know, a specific aim in mind about what you want to achieve from them. Do
0: you know that that's a really interesting point in terms of the length, because I, um, I have a similar issue, but on sales calls, it's kind of like actually that perfect moment to end the call. I seem to miss it. And all of a sudden I'm like, uh, you know, I'm X, you know, it feels like X number of hours in, and I'm thinking, how do I get out of this loop now? And it actually gets, it's really difficult to break that sometimes where you, I think you you have to be like quite, not, not forceful, that's the wrong word, but you almost need to say, right, like, yeah, so I'll send you an appointment, and the appointment is clearly 30 minutes, you know, and actually if, if you overrun because it's a good one-to-one, that's fine, but you've kind of got that get-out-of-jail-free card as well. Then, I you know yeah. just going around in circles you can't just
1: say oh you know sorry i, I need to go now yeah i, I think you're abs- you're absolutely right you know it's on if you're on a crap date or something like that you know excuse yourself and go to the toilet not coming back you know that's it.
0: Window. yeah
1: you've got to you've got to, or maybe that's just me i don't know um you know you, you've got to you've got to find that, that that balance and i think 45 minutes to an hour for a first one-to-one is fine and if you see something in that of value, then like you say, is your range or maybe a more in-depth one or just take it to that next level. Uh, Zoom is great now. Um, and People are using technology like Calendly to sort of book a defined time slot. And, you know, you've got a great excuse now on Zoom. So, you know, I've got a one o'clock, I've got to go, which, you know, might be a lie. Don't know. But who's going who's gonna to know? So, so, and I've also found that, that I'm doing more one-to-ones now. Uh, because there's, there's people you've not got the aggro of finding a common venue and traveling there and stuff like that. People are more open to do a Zoom one-to-one. And they're typically 45 minutes to an hour, tend to sort of like just work out work out that way. Um, and, you know, they're, but if they're interested. They're not going to go anywhere. They're still going to be there afterwards. You don't have to cram everything into like two or three hours. You know, it's just use your time wisely.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I did find that in the beginning when we went online that the first few weeks I was just doing quite a lot of of one of virtual one-to-ones there were none of them were going over an hour they were all probably about 45 minutes but you do get that point where you're just a bit zoomed out and I'd be like zoom coaching calls with work zoom one-to-ones you know and then zoom meeting group meetings and it's just like everything a whole day ended up being like as one zoom after another and by Friday I was like you know it just gets a bit much so I've kind of like I've stepped back from one to ones for a few weeks, and then I can go. I'll go back in, but just doing one a week because it just it does get a bit too much. And you're right; everyone's there anyway. It's not like they're going anywhere, so you don't need to cram all of them all in the same week.
0: <laughs> Do you know Zoom fatigue is a very real thing? Yeah, no. I, I can believe it. Yeah. When I first heard the term, I was kind of like, "Oh mm, yeah, I kind of get it," but actually. You know, some some days it really is. Pam and I especially, and um, yeah, Amanda is. Um, she's on leave this week, hence not being on the call. But it is literally Sunday. She's on Facebook though.
1: She okay. says it. Alright, yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, some days we are literally like six hours working Zoom meetings. Mm. And there are you're not even closing down the, the, the Zoom room. In between you kind of like dumping someone off the call to let the next person on because you, you can see they're in the waiting room so it, it's quite it's being able to switch all the time is actually I think that's the bit that's exhausting
1: I think people have gone a bit nuts with Zoomer to be honest it's it's like in, in the real world you wouldn't do back-to-back meetings like that or, or you would have travel time in between uh, and now I think people's tendency, maybe people are getting better, but it's like okay, you know, I'll do a twelve o'clock, I'll do a one o'clock, I'll do a two o'clock. You know, if one slightly overruns, then you, you like you say you're you're cutting one off, and then you've not got time to breathe, and you're into the next one. So, but you, you know, you you wouldn't do that in the real world, or at least you'd have travel time to relax or or, or you know get your senses back. So I think, again, it's it's just people adapting to a new way of being, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, just, it's just understanding that whilst it's easy to do back-to-back Zoom calls, you still need to build in time, you know, for you to have a bit of a break. Let's so, say, you know, I think people should be thinking of virtual Zoom travel time in between meetings, you know, if it would normally be 15, half an hour, do that, mm. do that.
0: I've completely restructured my diary. Um, so <coughs> I'm now, from three o'clock onwards, each day is blocked out. Um, because the other thing I've found as well, it's this... It's like, if you track your energy level through the day, like some people morning people, um, you know, I'm not Kevin, my husband is, um, in the morning I, you know, I, I function, but you're not going to get more than a couple of grunts out of me. Whereas, you know, Kevin's trying to have a full on conversation with me. And I'm just like, we've got no idea. We have to have the same conversation again a few hours later. Um, but, but I have, I've recognised like where the point is in my day where my energy is highest, and that's the best time for me to be doing these calls. From three o'clock onwards, if you're on a Zoom call with me, potentially you're not necessarily going to get your best from me. And so therefore, if I have got a call after that time, I need to make sure I've got a good solid break in between calls. So, you know, we've got a webinar at half past six that I'll be doing, but that's fine because I won't have had any calls from three o'clock onwards.
1: Yeah. So, so it's, not, it's not 10 o'clock at night on a Friday night on the virtual pub then?
0: No. And to be fair, it doesn't matter if I don't make any sense then, does it, Paul? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and me both. I <laughs>
0: you know. I, I, I was about say
2: about the, um, like, I remember somebody asking for like a four o'clock on a Friday Zoom meeting. And I was kind of like, well, I can do it, but you're, you're not going to get the best from me at that time. I've got to be honest.
1: Yeah, what is that because you've hit the Pinot by then?
2: No, no.
1: Yeah. She's just, she just drinking out of a coffee mug then. That's, that's cocktails by that time, surely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We've, we've moved know, on I from have, the
2: Pinot by that time. Yeah. I had brought my Aldi cocktails along once or twice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not all Pinot, <laughs> I'd just like to say. <laughs> it's, I've had, you know, craft beers as well. <laughs> it's a
0: whole variety!
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's all about balance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There's some fruit, in fact, some of my craft beers. <laughs>
1: Part of five a day? What?
2: Part from my favorite day.
1: Pinot yeah. beer, cocktail, <laughs> <laughs> cider. <laughs> yeah. And that? a wee whiskey. And
2: a wee whiskey. Oh, no, it's not whiskey.
1: I think she, I think she only buys mango-flavoured beer because she thinks it is one of her five a day. It
2: wasn't. It was grapefruit. It was lovely.
1: <laughs> but it was... Grapefruit's no better than mango, in fairness, but, you know.
0: <laughs> it was lovely. So... <laughs> mm thinking about the um, the social media piece obviously Paul you see a lot of content from a lot of businesses because I, I know like all the members can send content into you if they you know for you to share with, as members um, are you finding that you're seeing more of I was gonna say more of the, the people in the businesses but that's maybe not wording in that question quite quite correctly Um well, <laughs> But, um, but yeah, are you seeing more sort of, per- more kind of personal behind the scenes type of content? Are you um, are you, are you seeing a shift, less polished content maybe?
1: I think a little bit, I, yeah, I think a little bit. I think people are being a little bit um, more real during this environment. Yeah, I think they're sharing more personal stuff online about what it's like to be in lockdown and that sort of stuff, and I think that that's for the better. I think, you know, if you start to sort of see the real person, uh, then that, that that can't do any harm. Um, uh, you know, one story of that one of my members is like a solicitor, and he's got a he's got a, uh, a Facebook page, and he's got his personal page. And um, uh, the Facebook page is all quite formal, in my view. Um, uh, whereas his, his his personal page is a little bit more open and honest and fun, if you like. And uh, I just had a chat with him, so saying, so, you know, I think you should put some of the fun stuff on your um business page and i think he's in this dance uh, about you know what will, will that impact the people, how people perceive it, his profession um but you know again people buy people it doesn't matter what you do people still buy people and i think a little bit more about you personally i don't think can do you any harm uh, yeah you don't have to put, post everything about your kids and your dog and you know what you have for do. i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about you know the occasional thing that's, that's it so for example i didn't know that he plays the piano Silly little thing, but you know it puts he puts those little pieces on on this personal thing. Well, you know why not put that on your on your business page every day? It's not is that gonna do any harm Are people gonna think any less of you as a solicitor because you play the piano? I just think you know just have that just deepens that connection, doesn't it? So yeah, to answer your question, I think people are sharing a little bit more about what it's like for them in lockdown. You know the issues they're facing. Uh, I guess uh, Facebook primarily, I think I'm seeing it on. Um, uh, it's it's maybe a a way of just Helping, you know, just sharing that, and then people are commenting back and contributing to that. So I think I think on the whole, this situation is is deepening the level of community. You know, both where you live, I think, and also online. I think it's definitely doing that. I I do have a bit of a fear for people that have just disappeared off the radar. Like they're they're not coming online, they're not virtually networking, Uh, and I think that's firstly a mistake. I think if you are in business, you still should be putting yourself out there even though it might be difficult and you might not have a lot of work because people will forget you. And then also, you know, if if there are people that you used to network with in the physical world, are there now, then, you know, just reach out to them. You know, how are they? Are they doing okay? And try and get them back, try and ease them back in, you know, because if they're locking down their business, then I think that that is a mistake. Mm. I think they, they need to need to get out there. Yeah. it's
0: um, It's quite interesting how you know, that shift into being a business owner, you suddenly realise how lonely it is. Mm. So actually things like the networking groups have bring a lot of value because you can be around like-minded people, you can share those problems, those issues um, and and have those conversations. And I think there's, I think people are probably more willing to ask for help right now because we're in, in this situation, we know everyone's being impacted by the same kind of the same trigger the same catalyst be it in different ways um, and that's where things like the business community really come into play but there's still always going to be those people that are they are going to hide away they're not going to they they're not going to ask for that help and actually that they, they do need someone to knock on the door and just sort of you know and it's okay not to be okay is Something that we, you know, the phrase that keeps coming up in our business when we've had conversations internally and with clients as well. Um, but I think, it, yeah, it is really important that you just sort of think. You know, it's like checking on your elderly neighbours in the middle of winter. You know, you haven't seen them for a couple of days, and you just go and have a quick knock, and you know, is everything okay? So yeah, the, like tru- the, trouble the
1: trouble is I, the trouble is, I am the elderly neighbour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say nobody's, that.
1: Nobody's nobody's <laughs> knocking on. Nobody's knocking <laughs> on my door. It's funny. I, I bumped into the next door neighbour when I was at the corner shop yesterday, I think it was, and I sort of joking say, "Oh, well, had I known you were coming, you know, you, you could have done my shopping." And I think she said it half joking, half seriously. She said, "Well, you know, I would." So I'm just, so just going to stick my shopping list through her letterbox and just hope, hope she delivers it.
3: <laughs> you probably,
1: probably wouldn't be able to carry the, you know, the, the, the crates of wine back us any trouble. <laughs>
3: Might have to cut down a bit, Paul, maybe. Like <laughs> 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 he laughs at that.
2: I was about to say one <laughs> of the biggest things that I saw in networking was actually it was the last Daventry meeting that we were in the, the room together. Um, was actually one of the guys who was a photographer and he's an event photographer and literally everything had stopped for him, like literally everything. And he it came to his forty-five pitch and he just kind of stood up and he went you know kind of here I've got no events I've got no photography and that nothing mm-hmm. and he was just like honestly he just went so you know that's it kind of like what do I say and everybody just, it was just like everyone just stopped because he was the only person in the whole room that was like where like everything had stopped for him and he was just really honest and you know, it was like he said, you know, I don't know whether it's a laugh or cry at the moment, but, you know, I'm here. And I thought that was a really brave thing to do.
1: But he, he's, a, he's a great example because he, he uh, uh, even though he's, by his own admission, sort of like, you know, his business just dried up. He's actually done more networking. He's one of the ones that oh. you know, has, has, has opened up and not just stuck to Daventry. I think yeah. he's, been to, he's, he's been to most of them, whereas people in a similar sector have gone the other way. So it's interesting to see how people in the same sector respond differently. I think the travel industry as well, you know, some people are closed down, whereas other travel uh, counsellors and uh, uh, other, other providers are available um, um, uh, are out there, you know, whilst their business has dried up, but who are you going to go to when things start to ease up? You're going to go to that photographer and that travel counsellor yeah. because, you know, they were there, you know, they, they were in the boat with us um, and I think it might be quite difficult. I've got it in my head that it might be quite difficult for those people that aren't on this journey, when they come back, they might feel a little bit alienated or a little bit disconnected because, you know, it, I just think it be that subconscious thing of, you know, where were you? We were, we were all, we were, where the hell were you? You know, come on, you know, we were, all, we were all rowing together. And I think it's going to be a little bit of that. I'm not saying that people are going to consciously alienate those people. I just think it's going to be this subconscious thing, subconscious feeling that, um, you know, I think people are going to find it hard to integrate back into things yeah. because they've been away for three six you know however many months this is going to continue for which is why again i think people should be coming out there it's just sort of touching base once a month just to let people know you're alive i think that's important even even if you haven't got any business in the photographer example and yeah there's yeah. other sectors as well where you know whilst their business has unfortunately dried up they recognize it will get back and they need to still be waving the flag
2: i know he, he was he was really good because he he diversified and he he did loads of one-to-ones and he took everything on board. I think that everybody had said to him, you know, I sort of said to him, you know, cause I saw that he just did kind of like a vlog on, um, on LinkedIn. I was kind of like, that was brilliant. You need to do that again. He was kind of like, really? So, you know, he took some tips and then he started writing blogs as well. And he got his website and he just did loads of other things instead. So that now when things are, like you say, when things are getting back, he's going to be the person that you're going to go to because, like you say, Paul. He he went on a journey, and we kind of all went on with him. Yeah,
1: yeah. And now he's starting to pick up businesses. Photography is coming coming yep. back in, which is you know exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, in my view,
0: it's really interesting. the 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 businesses that we're in regular contact with, the ones that are kind of quite positive at the minute, they're seeing things coming back online. They're seeing some growth in their marketplace. They are the ones that kept marketing mm-hmm. so they might not have been marketing at the same level they were before mm-hmm. yeah but they've kind of like right, okay well, we need to cut some costs so you know we, we've been doing like these five marketing activities we're going to stop two of them one of them we, we're going to reduce down so maybe they're doing half of what they were doing before but they've maintained that position in the marketplace they've they've kept their name out there they've kept doing the outreach And it is that right now there's certain people where you think, you know, if you haven't heard from them, you kind of feel uncomfortable reaching out because you don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation where they tell you actually they've had to stop, they've closed their business. Mm -hmm. So actually you you automatically go to where you know where there is some noise coming from, where you know they are alive and kicking for that reason. So it's it is really interesting, And, and we are seeing shifts in the market already. We are seeing um, you know, clients reaching out to us actually we've got this this and this happening um, where we know they like literally business have gone to zero and mm-hmm. now you know, we do a lot within the recruitment sector so we've got recruiters where every single vacancy that they were trying to fill were put on pause and now actually those vacancies have come on board or back on board but the reason they've come back on board is because they've made the phone calls they've sent the emails linkedin activity has been there um and it's you know it is just key it's absolutely key Mm, i
1: think you're right i think you're
0: right cool so mark and jane you've been very quiet have you guys got any questions for paul whilst we've got him pinned down I asked him Dane, Dane ask her question. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a second one, Emily.
3: <laughs> it's only you we
0: control and contain. <laughs> <laughs> Emily,
3: you can ask one question and that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now she's getting scary again. She can do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when, it's when that finger comes up and starts the magic finger. We need to right. scare. Yeah. Oh no.
0: <laughs> you were having a conversation just before we um, just before we went live on Facebook um, about Emily. And well, it was a little bit about how everyone seems to think I'm scary when I'm really, really not. But it was also very much about Emily and how she tells her dog off and how stern she is, or isn't. Hi,
3: I tried my best. I thought I'd got sterner, sterner. Is that a word? It's now. Anyway, it's now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but apparently I haven't. So I need, to, I need more practice, basically. What That's does fine. the
1: dog? What does the dog do? Just ignores you when you're trying to get it to do stuff
3: she's just she just tries to push her luck that's all she doesn't ignore no she doesn't ignore me she does i think she does when i first sort of go over to her she does stop but she will try it that's the problem so like she'll jump on the sofa like she did yesterday and she knows full well she's not allowed on the sofa so then i go in and i tell her off i didn't do a very good job (laughs) 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 yesterday i went in smiling going what are you doing (laughs) I just need to regroup, refocus, and I think I'll get scarier.
1: Locked <laughs> <laughs> training by Emily.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay, <laughs> on that note, um, let's wrap it up for this week. Paul, thank you so much um, for joining us. Thanks for um, having me. Anyone in the – well, I mean, you cover quite a lot of areas now. Do you want to just give us a bit – go on, give yourself a plug.
1: Um, yeah, we, we primarily do breakfast meetings. So they're in Daventry, uh, Milton Keynes, Northampton, Wellingborough and Market Harbour. Um, and then we do an evening meeting. These are all obviously virtual, but you know, they're the physical locations where they normally are. And then we do an evening meeting, um, uh, once a month, which is Northampton one. I can share this stuff in the Facebook uh, live group. And then also we do a wellbeing group and we recently launched a women only group, which uh, was a very successful launch. So it's not me leading it in drag. I have got two leaders to lead that. Um, and yes, so that, that's just a venture you know, into, into a different, different sector. So yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it.
0: Cool, fantastic. And we'll make sure all the links and everything are there um, in the comments so people can reach out to you and connect to you and um, that sort of stuff. But like I said, thanks for, for joining us. Um, and that's it for today's live lunch. And we'll see you all back on Facebook Thursday next week at 12 noon.
1: I'll be back to stalking you then.
0: That's <laughs> <eight>. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs>